Hello and welcome to another episode of News vs. Noise. As always, I'm Frank Milfranti here with Ankit Singh. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Plenty of headlines. I'm uh, going to start out with the most scorching take I've ever said. I'm going to go ahead and say that Lonzo Ball is the single greatest prospect since LeBron James. Wow. That is my take. I think Lonzo Ball is the next best player in the NBA after LeBron chooses to stop playing basketball. That's my take. That is a hot take. That's my take. Hot. Like fire. Scorching. It's fucking scorching. Alright, let's get back to the show. What's the first headline? Well, Ankit, it's time for some breaking news. <laughs> it's funny how every network has a different thing for breaking news. Yeah, but they're all awesome. <laughs> Alright, go. So, as we know, Ankit, Republicans just win, right? Win, baby, win! They just fucking win. So, yep. the Republicans have voted to end debate on Neil Gorsuch's uh, Supreme Court nomination. And they have voted to confirm him. So, yeah, because they're fucking winners. They are I, fucking winners. It, also, this goes against the basic fabric of fucking democracy. It's fucking appalling. Th- there were three votes, right? The first was the vote that, like, to end debate, but it needed 60 votes. Like, that's the filibuster vote. That's the cloture vote. Because mm-hmm. in the Senate, you need 60 votes to get things done, right? Right. Then there was a second vote that was the vote to maintain the 60-vote threshold. That failed. That only needed 51 votes. That failed. Then there was okay. a second vote to end debate based on a 51-vote majority necessary. And that passed 55-45. So mm-hmm. we have now officially reached the so-called nuclear option once again. And... Republicans just win because yeah. yeah they would be screaming bloody murder if this was them on, yeah. the, on the losing side of it, but it's not, and they're happy. So yeah. they get to put a Supreme Court, a new Supreme Court nominee on the bench, and they might get to put a couple more on. It's gonna be really great when it's like seven to two conservatives, and they're all like, like they they they're gonna put like an eighteen year old on the on the Supreme Court. <laughs> It's gonna be fucking great. Like, Wait, why that's not? not legal. That's not allowed, is it? No, it totally is. It's totally legal. Well, first that. of all, you can't. No, you can't. Why not? I'm sh- pretty sure there's a minimum age. Nope, there's not. There's no like minimum years of you have to spend on a as a judge or something. You don't have to be a judge to be on the Supreme Court. Oh God, I hate this fucking country. Oh, uh, okay. I'm all pre- right. And I'll- I'm pretty sure there's no minimum age. There's a minimum age for just about everything. There's a minimum age for congressman, senator, and president. Like, that's it. And then governors of some states and shit. Is there a minimum age to get be elected a judge? I guess you don't have to be a judge, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a judge. Most judges aren't elected. They're appointed. Yeah. You can appoint anybody. George W. Bush already tried to nominate somebody that wasn't a judge. Harriet Myers. You know, she was a lawyer. She wasn't a judge. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Just, they yeah. just want to put somebody even, that's good. Just even going the way back, they want. right? Even going back to the election, I thought this was the bigger part of it, like the justice, because like presidents come, presidents go, Justin's 
justices stay till they die. It's fucking atrocious. And the Supreme Court actually, you know, they actually can affect a lot of real shit. And they can keep progress from happening, which they did for about a century. Yeah. The Supreme Court fucks. Like, they just yeah. fuck. They, they bang. They get stuff done. They know? bang. Yeah. And uh it's completely partisan. And mm-hmm. it happened. So, there we are. Yeah. Uh It's news. Sorry to say. Obviously. Uh, this whole filibuster thing is just something that we do in America. I think that's important, but not as important because, like, it just makes sense, right, that eventually, you know, one party was going to get pissed off. Like, it's kind of weird that it lasted this long, honestly. Like, for something as important as the Supreme Court that you would say, well, we have 51 votes, but we're going to wait till we get 60. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is weird because it took a long time for it to get so heated about the Supreme Court, considering how important it is. Yeah, it used to be that you would just nominate whatever the president said, like that you would confirm whoever the president nominated. It was like ninety, right. you know, even crazy justices like Scalia got really high vote counts. But now, of course, everything is a big deal. Roe versus Wade was a big deal, so yeah, they're not going to stop. Uh. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So this, you know what this reminds me of? Like how Republicans just flip out about everything that during the Obama administration. Yeah, I feel like we're very like laid back when, you know, this, this administration has just fucked up a lot of stuff. It reminds me of like when someone makes a bad call in pickup basketball, right? There's two kinds of people. When there's a bad call made, there are the ones who just kind of, who I'm trying to be more like, who, all right, whatever. The call is made. You accept it. You move on, on to the next one, right? And then there's those people who will argue and they will not stop arguing. Like they're the people who basically grab the ball, walk to the other end of the court and they are just, it's their ball and they are not going to let it go until you know, like, they are not going to accept your version of the story anymore. It's, they made the call, they're right, you're wrong, point back period. So those are two, and they're going to, the more you fight them, the more they'll fight back. So Republicans are like that. Republicans are basically that in uh party form. And Democrats are more like people, alright, we'll get the next one, whatever, we can just keep playing, you know, we'll win the game eventually on talent or whatever. Like, it's just a call, it doesn't really matter. That's kind of how I see this. And you know what sucks? When the people who bitch about calls actually wind up winning games. That oh, is sure, the yeah. wor- that, that's bad for the game. What's happening in politics right now is bad for the game. And I see no way to fix it. This is my take. There's nothing inherently wrong about not having filibusters for Supreme Court nominees. The problem is the what they did before this. Like, I I agree. There have there been people that have come out and said like you know not McConnell because McConnell just like you know he just says whatever he needs to say. He doesn't he doesn't like believe that he needs to like a, a, account for his past actions. He just continues forward. But there are a lot of people that said as soon as the Republicans decided not to have a hearing about Obama's nominee. Like, this was the natural result of things. 
There was no other way this was going to go. Because the Democrats were not just going to, well, they weren't going to just lie down and just vote for the GOP nominee. Yeah. This was Obama's seat to fill. Yes. They held it up until after the election. They won yes. somehow. And then this was the result. So yes. that's the part that I don't care about, is the, the filibuster ending. The filibuster is kind of dumb. But and it's so symbolic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's dumb, but it's been around for 300 years, Frank. Like if this, like if the Senate, if you really needed 60 votes, that would be something. Like that would like mean that there was something different about the necessary, uh, I don't know what I'm looking, what I'm looking for. That, that, that there was like, in the House, you just need a simple majority. In the Senate, you need more. That used to be the way yeah. it was. But it was really yes. just a tradition that to, in order to pass laws in the United States, they had to be, the, you know, the majority party had to like them in the House, but also they had to pass like this kind of higher standard that even people from the other side could kind of be convinced and the law would be kind of moderated. And it had like a good influence on that. But it was a purely traditional thing. Right. I mean, if it, because it's not written into the Constitution, it's it's just not like that. Basically, GOP is saying if it's not in the Constitution, we don't give a fuck. We're just gonna try to win. So this is the result, and I don't care because it's not gonna come back now. That's the thing. They will yeah. they will never return. Eventually, the filibuster will be ended for all things. This is just the way it's going. But you th- you don't think a filibuster is a useful thing? I think it has it, it depends on what you think is useful. Like I think it did it it's it's not possible. It wasn't possible to just ram through stuff if you had held all three branches, the uh, both legislative and the executive branch. Uh when you had the filibuster and so there was kind of a sense of moderating but, you know, it would have been great if Obama had blown up the, the filibuster for legislative shit. It would have been awesome. Yeah. And we could have just passed single payer. That would have been yeah, great. But, but, we but don't that do would that. that that would involve the Democrats winning. Right. And they don't want to win, not. clearly. Yeah. They want to follow the rules that aren't even really rules. <sighs> they Yeah. So I mean that's I that's the part I don't care about. But you know, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, we're gonna be really pissed. Because it's yes. going to be six to three, and then somebody else is going to die. And it's like, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just hold on till 2020, and then maybe we'll win. <laughs> you know? I, th- I think, I mean, you can lock that up right now. I mean, I, I said that about this past election, but I, I just don't see. First of all, Trump, Trump hasn't accomplished anything yet, right? This is the one thing he's accomplished now. What, getting a Supreme, but you're supposed to get that, like. Well, Obama didn't. No, but like Obama didn't have, he had like six months. Right. Trump would have four years. Right. So I, I think at some point people just accepted, like the Republicans, like if, uh, if he had died two years into Obama's second term, right? Scalia. Yeah. Or whatever, uh, then they would have taken a Democratic, whatever, Democrat. They're not supposed to be partisan, but a Democratic-leaning judge. They would have had to accept. They wouldn't have been able to hold on for two years. I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't I, seem like people give a fuck, because nobody really... I, I think six months is long enough, honestly. 
I mean, what you could, uh, you'd probably know this more than I do, but how long has it been in the past? How long till they get a replacement? Never. It's 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 never not happened. Like within, you know, a reasonable amount of time. There so been, this was this, this was, was way the outlier. Longer, yeah, way way longer than any other. Okay. Okay. Well, then I I guess I'll give it to you. Uh, let's move on to something else. I. Politics just annoys me. I know, now. I know, but it's all politics yeah. today. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, yeah. U.S. military weighs action after chemical attack in Syria. Who who was behind the attack? So it's pretty clear that the Assad regime used like a more serious chemical agent this time. It looks like it might be sarin or something that's like worse than chlorine gas. There's like different levels of like how deadly these chemical attacks can be. And it seems like this was a really, really bad one. And, you know, it's it's tough to say, but it's tough to say, but Rex Tillerson came out today and said that there is no role for Bashar al-Assad to continue governing the country and promised a serious response from the United States. And that's different from what he was saying before, when mm-hmm. they were just blaming Obama and saying that they were going to find some way forward with Russia and Iran. Uh, but this could all be noise. You know, like, this is, um, this isn't really like a hard and fast one right now because I'm not really sure what's gonna happen now. Yeah. It's, you know, it was on the news. There was a lot of video about, you know, a lot of people in either dead or dying from like really serious chemical burns. Right. But, you know, we didn't do, we uh, haven't done shit for like 10 years. So, not 10 years, but like 7 years. So, yeah, here here's my philosophy of just if you want to know how this show is going to work moving forward, if people are saying things, it's mostly noise. When people are actually doing things, that's news. Right? Yeah, this this seems like a lot of people just saying stuff, and obviously stuff just tends to happen in Syria. So, and you know the media has to cover it because what else is the media going to do? So, yeah, I think this is noise. I don't care. I'm at the point, maybe I am just now, I don't know where I was three years ago, but like, if Obama had said just like, fuck it, we're invading Syria, I would have been okay with it. I'm, yeah, for sure. I just think, I, I mean, I don't know, that it's a crazy statement for me to say that, but... No, but th- think about it like this. If you look at terrorism as a cancer, right? When is terrorism, when is cancer really treatable? At yeah. the first stage or the third stage? Right, right. But is terrorism a cancer? I agree with that. That if if you believe that, then you have to snuff it out right away. But yeah, you know, stage one of terrorism was like in the nineties, maybe the eighties, when we were arming the mujahideen in Afghanistan. That wasn't stage one. That's like where Come it started. On. That's where no, like no, Islamic that, that's, terrorism that's started. That's like saying eating fast food is leading to cancer. I'm I'm just gonna keep this analogy well, what's, going. That's what's wrong. Stage one for you. Where where are we? Uh, the, the, the first fucking tumor. What's the two? What was the first tumor? Nine eleven. Well, yeah, that we well we had wars after nine eleven, so I guess you could say yes that 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 was done. Like there was no way after nine eleven we weren't gonna go to war, right? Sure. It just wasn't. It it, the, it didn't seem like a possibility, right? But what I think we should have invaded Syria. Just like after the first major ISIS attack, 
It didn't even have to be on U.S. soil. Well, ISIS didn't do this this attack. No, I know. Okay. What I'm saying is, we would be in Syria right now, right? These things would be more regulated. And obviously there's... A, I don't really understand what people or like what the... If you were to poll everyone in America, what they want. I feel like more, more, most people want things to get resolved without America getting involved, which I don't think is possible. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what's possible at this point. We are literally just letting Syria and the Russians slowly win this, this civil war. Like slowly but surely they will win unless we do something about it. And if that's, if we're okay with that, then that's fine. There's just gonna be more of these until eventually they win. Yeah. That's that so was the Obama plan, really. It was just let him win. Which if you if you believe that it's it was worse for us to get involved because when we get involved militarily, it just causes mm-hmm. more problems and we wouldn't actually be able to solve anything. You know, I'm fine with that. I don't know, but basically like I've just reached a point where I'm just tired of this shit. Yeah. And, you know, Agreed. it's really Bush's fault because like if we hadn't gone into Iraq not only would this never have happened, but we would not feel like we we couldn't go into Syria. But because of Iraq now, we're just like scared of going into places now. Except we went into Libya, so I don't even know. I I just think I, I think, I think we, we should have just to... face down the Russians and just be like, guess what? Like our military is way better than yours. And then I don't know. We got to deal with the nukes when we deal with them. I'm just pissed yeah. off at this point. This this one. The you I was pissed off by the Obama red line thing. I was really pissed yeah. off that he just like put this line in the sand and then just said, oh, well, you crossed it, but no consequence. That's the problem in a democracy and when you have, like, leadership changing all the time, is there's no consistency in, in terms of anything. The U.S. isn't consistent in, even in terms of its economic policy, right? So how's it going to be? An economic policy is, is much more, there's far less var- variables in an economy than in, like, foreign affairs and stuff like that, right? I don't know. So. Maybe. Or, or I'd like to believe that. You know, there are very few, like, black swans in, ter- in an economy. There are tons of black swans when it comes to foreign relations with other countries. Like, shit happens all the time. Because they're based on relationships and very little else. Right? So, it's just hard to have a consistent approach. If we're gonna go to war at the first sight of terrorism, we should do that every time. And if we're not going to go, then we should do that every time. But when you have a Republican president, we go to war. When we have a Democratic president, we don't go to war. So it's it's just like the the field keeps changing under us. It's, yeah. it's a so to me this is more. I mean, terrorism is part of it, but it's as much about human rights and about like main, you know keeping Russia contained. You know, it would be great for us if if we overthrew Assad. For, like, a million different reasons. I mean, the problem is, like, what goes in its place. But, yeah, I don't know, just figure it out. Just do it better. You know? I feel like Obama could have handled this war better. But now I'm saying, I don't want Trump to go to war now. Right? Are we Why? You wanted Obama to go to war? Yeah, because I don't trust him to manage the war. I trusted, like, Obama was smart enough to go to war. He still kind yeah. of fucked up Libya, but not nearly as bad as as uh, Bush fucked up Iraq. Trump would fuck up Syria to an absurd degree. 
Right. It would. It wouldn't. To me, it, it doesn't matter that the basically the military is the same under all three, but yeah, the directives they're getting would just be absolutely catastrophic under Trump. I can't imagine what kind of graft and uh, you know personal gain he would try to get out of having like a serious ground war. Me neither. Well, I don't know. It's Me neither. so I don't know. It's definitely not noise that you know all these people got killed. But I'm not sure what's going to happen, or if we're just going to have to keep dealing with this crap for until it's finally over. I mean, those are really the two options. We've we've taken the wait and see approach, so we're just gonna wait and see. Well, yeah, we're just gonna wait and see until like literally there's no more rebels left, and there's like six million Syrian refugees, and that'll be the end of it. Yep. And eventually Assad will be happy again. Yep. So that's let's good. move on. Let's move on. But I have nothing happy to talk about, and I'm just pissed off right now. All right. Well, then I, I've got. Happy stuff. Bring something in. Bring, bring, bring something in. Let's move. Let's move on. So, did you see this Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial? Oh God, that's not gonna make me happy. Yeah, but it's hilarious. Oh my God, I saw it. I saw it. News or noise? Oh my God. It's 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 how did it doesn't fit into the question because it's so silly. I'm gonna be the interviewer. You're gonna be the person who made that commercial. Okay. Okay. What was your goal? Why did you make this commercial? What 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 is the message you were trying to get across? We believe that Pepsi can build bridges. We think that giving someone a Pepsi is like when Coke said that we can all come together and have a Coke, you know, at the end of Mad Men. Basically, I yeah. was watching Mad Men and I saw the last episode. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, that commercial was fucking awesome. How can I take that and make it about Pepsi? And it'll be great. So you chose to target police brutality. You didn't go after sexism, ageism, racism. You went after police brutality. It's what's why. on the mind, reporter. It's what's on, it's one on everyone's mind. I mean, why didn't black people just think about giving the cops a Pepsi? Like, if they'd done that, they would have been safe. It would have been, you know? So, basically, you're telling the entire nation of African Americans to just always carry a Pepsi. I'm saying that that is the only way to be safe. And that will make our sales <laughs> skyrocket. But would would they not have a Coke? Would they not like Coke? What about Sprite? I hear they like Sprite. Why Pepsi? Well, LeBron says he's not going to tell me to drink Sprite. So Right. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, you know, it's it's usually, you would think because whenever you go to a restaurant and you say, can I have a Coke? And they say, is Pepsi okay? You're usually yeah. really pissed off. Now, imagine saying that to a cop. I, I I just, one, I've never been pissed off. I'm like, they're both probably the same shit. Although I will say Diet Coke is much better than Diet Pepsi. So you got it there. But let, let's let's circle back around to this police brutality thing. There, there are things when, you know, when people fuck up sometimes, you, it's okay. It's okay to fuck up, right? Accidents happen. But then there are other times that there are certain accidents that grown adults shouldn't have, right? Yeah. L- like, people who go to work every day should not shit their pants randomly. Sure. That, that, that doesn't happen on a, 
uh, on a on a frequent basis. So, how did this commercial go through every screening process? And I know for every commercial they do like focus groups and tests and blah blah blah. How did it pass? As no longer the the creator of this commercial, just as a real person, I yeah. I think that the only explanation is that they just wanted publicity, and that it didn't matter w- whether it was negative or positive. It was just that people would be thinking about Pepsi. I can so, only think they were trying to get people outraged. So. What you're saying is all news is good news, and, or all publicity is good publicity, and I should go out and buy a Pepsi. I'm saying that's the only explanation I can think of, because, or or the other explanation is that they didn't understand how offensive it would be to people. So yep. those are my options. Okay. Because yeah, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, I really couldn't tell you. In other news, Russell Westbrook will average a triple-double if he gets five more assists in the next four games. So let's just say he's going to do it. What? So we we finally have another player average a triple-double. News or noise? Uh, noise. What? Yeah. Why? Because he 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 started the year saying, I want to average a triple-double. So? So, you think his stats are artificially infl- inflated? I think that there were okay, maybe I'm crazy. Was there do you think there was any time during any games where he lowered the team's win probability to try to get an extra assist or rebound? No, because they are 31 and like 7 when he averages when when he has a triple double. So yeah, but does that so, does, does that mean that he that they won because he got a triple double, or did they win because you know he was basically able to do whatever he wanted on the court, and he was just able to turn that into a triple double? I think he was just. I think he's athletically gifted. Now there are been there have been cases. The points and assists are easy, right? He's a he's a ball dominant guard, right? So you're supposed to be able, like, it's not the first time someone's, 10 points is cake in the NBA. Yeah. And 10 assists, you know, two or three people do that every year. Especially if you're a ball dominant point guard. Or just a point guard, basically. Right? So that's not the hard part. Because he averaged 10 assists the year before. The 10 rebounds is the basic, uh, it's the, that was the thing they artificially inflated. And you have to, you see that in like games where he's the third guy on like, uh, went off the free throws. And so Cantor and Adams would just box out their guy and let Westbrook get the rebound. So they artificially inflated his rebounds. But I think that only started happening after a little bit. Like it wasn't like, oh, uh, like from jump they were just doing that. I think they, after like the all-star break, they were like, wow, we should really help this guy. Get a triple double, and I think that's fine. I think your teammates should want you to win the MVP and get a triple double, because they're not going to win in the playoffs. I think it's cool. I I don't like that we care about round numbers in sports. Yeah. Um, but I, it's a it's a it's it's an amazing achievement. But because because he because it didn't to me, there's something to the fact that it didn't happen naturally. Mm-hmm. 
but it did happen naturally. And I guess I for I the guess, most part. So the reason it happened naturally is because there was no Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. So he had the ball more than he had it last year. Oh, he's also going to set the record for most turnovers in the season. Okay, Little so like, fact. that's like okay, but that is that also just based on his usage rate that he would. Yeah, that he, he has the ball a lot. Turnovers. Yeah. Has I he, think so. He has. Has he cut down his turnovers? No. Uh, him and Harden are both going to surpass the number of turnovers in a year. Fun fact. Hmm. Like they're they're both going to break the record. So, and they're the both, and they're uh they're both one and two for the MVP. So turnovers are back, baby. Usage, yeah, uh, it's just all about usage, right? Yeah. If Russell Westbrook just stops shooting three pointers, or the team gets three pointers, so he doesn't have to take as many, one or the other, he could be legitimate threat to LeBron as the best player in the game. But until that happens, he's probably not going to be able to do it. Also, well, another I see fun when fact: LeBron goes 100, percent and there is nobody that can challenge him. That's I've true. seen, I see him go 100 percent sometimes, and it's like. What you see him go? What you see him go 100% when he, like, when he's on the three-point line and he just decides that he's going to make a run for the basket. Yeah. And he just scores. And it's like, whoa! Why doesn't he do that every time? Well, it's really hard to run that fast that many times a game. But yeah. you know what was that game recently where he just had like 45 points, 11 Again. rebounds? It was it was in two. It was in the double overtime game oh. against the Pacers, I think. Oh. I was I saw yeah, but, the highlights. I was just like, give me a break. Right. So uh, it's fu- it's funny you bring that up because the Cavs and Celtics played last night, and if uh, you don't pay attention to a lot of sports news, I do. That's my specialty right there. And everyone was talking about how the Celtics could be a real threat to the Cavs in the playoffs. And LeBron before the game basically just didn't say anything. He was just like, yeah, I don't care about regular season games. Just fully buying into the whole narrative that the media plays that he doesn't care about regular season. Just absolutely saying, yes, that is reality. And then he goes out there and just demolishes them. And he plays like playoff LeBron plays and absolutely goes out and crushes them. And just shows everybody that he can do anything at any point if he wants to, on a basketball court. And that everyone should just shut up till whenever the finals start. Yeah, I hate it, but yeah, he's just... He he can do whatever he wants. That's the only way to say it. No one can stop him from doing whatever he wants to do. If he wants to stop you from scoring, he'll probably be able to do that. If he wants the rebound, he's going to get it. If he wants to score, he's definitely going to fucking score. And he's probably going to ram it down your throat. Yeah. Also, no one... In their 15th year of the league, dunks as much as LeBron does. LeBron is dunking like four times a game, and they're just like tomahawks. They're like vicious. He's trying to hurt people. I mean, the way that the the, the Cavs were playing the last two weeks was a joke. But right. then they just decided to play better, I guess. I don't know what happened. But they they were playing so badly that like people were legitimately concerned. I think it made total sense. Like, how yeah. could you not think that the that they were going to lose to the Celtics when you watch them just get trounced by the Spurs like that? Right. Like, that was that I, was a joke. I'll just take, uh, uh, you know, LeBron. I don't think LeBron needs to play another regular season minute, to be honest. I think he can win the East just on that win last night alone. Because the Celtics, I think they're broken. Because... The Cavs were on a second night of a back-to-back, right? 
They had just played another game. The Celtics haven't played since the past Sunday. They had four days to prep for this game. And they lost like 20 or 25 or whatever it was. And it was never close. The game was over in the second quarter. and It was just a fucking thrashing. But going back to Russell Westbrook uh, one time, uh, the, the, the year Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double was the same year that Will Chamberlain averaged 50 and 25, 50 points and 25 rebounds, yeah. which, which will probably never be replicated. Yeah, no way. But it, it just goes to show uh, that the average, it was actually the number of points scored in that era were much higher than they are right now. So what Russell Westbrook did is news because when Oscar Robertson did it, and he's the only person to ever do it, uh, it was in an artificially inflated uh, uh, league where they weren't really playing team defense. I think the average points scored in a game were like 120 for every good team. So, And the Warriors, who were the best offense probably ever created, are only averaging 116 points. And back then, his team, the average good team was averaging 122. So just to put it in perspective how crazy this triple-double is and how it's not. I, I like, let, I, I just think triple-doubles, uh, you know what, I'm just going to let it lie. You you can, you can have the last word. I, I think you're right. All right, let's get back to politics and so we can kill ourselves. Oh, jeez, Christ. I don't know. Healthcare? Do you think they're going to restart healthcare? No, that's a fucking, they're just saying stuff. They have to say that. Yeah. What so, else are they going to say? Yeah, I don't think we've actually said the words on the podcast, but they failed to pass their health care bill. Woo! So yeah, woohoo, we let the Republicans tripped over their own two feet. Yeah. Democrats did nothing. And, uh, yeah, and they're saying they're going to re, they're going to revive, they're going to try again. What else would they say? All right, let's go rapid fire then. Ivanka and Jared Kushner have roles in the White House. News or noise? Noise. Who cares? Right? Yeah. Christian Bale in talks to play Dick Cheney in a planned biopic. Why? Get a bald guy. Is he going to wear a bald cap? I don't know. I don't like it. As a fellow bald man, I do not like it when people who are not bald get bald roles. That makes no sense to me. (laughs) I think they did it with... uh, uh, Ashton Kusher and Steve Jobs. Yeah. Right? That was terrible. Fuck that. Get a real bald guy. That's funny. Alright, move. Next one. North Korea. They're launching more, they're launching more missiles and Trump not be happy about it. Are you happy about it? No. Do you think it's news? Nah. Again, it's the same thing. Again. It's there. These these the Syria and North Korea thing is just like we're just gonna keep hearing shitty stories until something happens, right? And it's like just more and more of the same thing over and over and over again. They launch another missile, and then we say we're gonna do something, or we tell China to do something, or we tell Russia to do something, and then nothing. My thing is, nuclear warfare is always a serious issue because the end of the world is like somewhere right. around the corner. Yeah. If you uh, the the second you get into nukes, but what can we really do? Nothing. So then it has to be noise. Like even if it is news, we can't do anything about it, right? Yeah. Like we can have more talks with China, but 
that that that's it. Like China's not doing anything more than they're doing now. Right. They don't want the regime to to collapse. They don't want the instability. They are happy with the status quo. So, you know, it's well okay then. It's just another just shitty situation that we just have to, I have to keep mentioning it mentioning it because it's all over the news. But all right, anything else? No. All right, well I think that's gonna about do it. We'll keep it short and sweet, and we'll be back next week with more news and noise. Later.